And I can see the ground now, I'm way too gone, way too gone. Alright, legends. Welcome back, dude, to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive. Feel the hype, spread the hype, etc., dude. Etc. Okay? Little bit of administration off the bat. May 12 and 14, Sydney Comedy Festival. Friday, May 14 is sold out. Uh, May 12, the Wednesday. Wow. Let's crank it on a school night, okay? I don't care what you have the next day. Oh, I have a uni assignment due in three weeks after that. It's worth 30%. I'm in my final semester. Dude, shut up, okay? Treat yourself to an hour of the arts. Wednesday, May 12, Sydney Comedy Festival. Uh, Ticket link in my Instagram bio or on the Sydney Comedy Festival website. How good's that? What a time it is. Uh, but I got to say, pod's a little late this week. Still coming out on the Thursday, but you know, I like to, I like to get it out for the tradies. You know, I like, uh, I picture someone listening to my pod at four a.m. just smashing a chocolate milk, maybe two. That's uh, that's sort of how I like this pod to be consumed. You know, in a truck at three a.m. Just, just haul and stuff. It's probably mostly just fucking uni students in marketing lectures they don't want to be in. But still, we've all got dreams. Uh, but I've been struck down this week, dude. Uh, i got to say I got sick. And it's, it's shocking news because I was pretty sure up until Sunday this week that I was, in fact, invincible, dude. Invincible. Um, but the flu has caught my immune system napping. Uh, the thing with my immune system is it's 99% bluff. Okay. It's me telling people, oh, you're sick. I won't get sick. I never do. Then I'll just lick them in a moment of arrogance. I'll just lick them and say, sweet, tastes like victory. And that just revs the boys up. The boys being my immune system. Uh, but the thing, the thing with me is much like in a pub, if I'm, you know, looking like I'm about to fight someone, God forbid you actually punch me in the face. You'll find out I've got very little to offer in return. And that's the same with my immune system. Uh, if, if a cold can sort of get past the bravado, the arrogance, um, the ego of the man, you'll find absolutely pretty much zero defense inside my body. Uh, I don't... Yeah, I, I, it's pretty much m- me and anything I can steal from the Woolies vitamin aisle versus whatever disease has the balls to knock on the front gate. Um, but God forbid they come in. I mean, take whatever you want. It's open season. My yeah, my immune system is all bluff. But winter is here, dude. And win- and I don't like winter. I got to say, I'm not. I don't want to be like a negative person, but winter is trash. I'll go on the record of saying that. It was 18 degrees yesterday. That's a communist temperature. Okay, it, anything below 20 degrees Celsius. Okay. That's a communist temperature, make no mistake. And as long as we're living in what I believe to be a democratic country, let's keep that temp minimum 22. I don't want to hear about it. 19 and below, you should be able to not go to work. And they're just like, we understand. It's fucking treacherous out here, dude. I don't like the cold. I don't do well in it. And I refuse, I obey the seasons as well. And make make no mistake, there's two seasons summer and winter autumn and spring are government conspiracies i believe um and if you think that's not the case then where are the spring sports where are the autumn sports what's your favorite autumn sport 
There's two seasons, summer and winter, cricket and footy, yin and yang. Okay, that is the great balance of the Western world. And yeah, so I don't believe in spring or autumn and I don't believe in my immune system anymore either because I was absolutely struck down off the back of a huge weekend as well. I mean, this flu knew what it was doing. I reckon this flu could have attacked me Thursday last week and said, you know what? I've had a look at his calendar. We both know this bloke's going to be absolutely nowhere come Sunday morning. We'll just wait till then and then just walk in. And I woke up Sunday morning and I was like, Jesus Christ, dude, what is happening? And uh, that was it. So I've been pretty ill this week. Um, Who cares, I guess. But just building some context into this podcast, you know. If I seem a little little throatier than usual, usually it's because I've been, uh, you know, hitting the vapes too much on the weekend prior, but I'm off the vapes. Haven't touched one of those things in weeks. The old death sticks. I think that's what that guy in Star Wars was selling Obi-Wan Kenobi. These fucking death sticks. I think it was a peach vape. <laughs> Dude. But it's bizarre out there, for sure. So, let's crack into the old pod as it were. So Friday, the weekend that was, this is the weekend that left me in a vulnerable state, immunity-wise. Uh, Friday night. So me and Maca get a rare call up to go to sort of a, a house gathering at a girl's house. Uh, sort of a rare invite for us. Usually it's just sort of lads, lads, lads. So a nice change of pace. Maca leads the way. Uh, and I, I get the address off our friend. I go, mate, it's 299 Thompson Street. Mac is like, sweet, I'm getting the Uber. I go, no worries, mate. How hard is it? Well, I'm not stressed. Are you stressed? Anyway, Macca proceeds to punch in 199 Thompson Street. And it's a freaking main road as well. And it's a hill. So we get dropped, um, I would say, 1.6 kilometers from our destination. Uh, I know that because I Google Maps the walk. And now we're walking uphill, 9 o'clock Friday night, of course, Macca, straight away into blaming others. I said, well, mate, you fuck this. And he goes, oh, yeah, you got the address. You should have got the Uber. That's what he said. <laughs> so we end up having a famous blue on the side of this main road. Dad said about to break a bottle over this bloke's head. But nothing too dramatic. So now we, we, we've treated ourselves, you know, we've been to the pub. We've had about eight beers. And now we're just treating ourselves to a little 1.6 kilometer uphill walk. So... I like to just sort of um, do a little walkathon in the middle of a night out, just to sort of get the blood pumping, as it were. So Mac is a fucking idiot. We eventually get to this party. I don't know. It, there was twelve people there. I don't want to oversell this story. What's the number before you can say you went to a party? Is it eleven? I'd like to think so. And on that note, we got to this party. Great times. But do you ever um? take a risk saying something pretty outrageous in front of people you don't really know that well. Like I knew maybe three people out of the 12, which is still pretty good. I know a quarter of this party. And I went to primary school with one of the girls and she said, Billy, I've known you since you were five years old. You must know me better than like, you've known me the longest here by a mile, surely. And I'm, I've just met this guy, James to my right. And I've been chatting to him for like all of two seconds and I say, I don't know, when I was three, I fucked James over here. And everyone's like, <laughs> everyone's like, half the people are like, loving it. And half the people are like, 
Oh, so this guy's a fucking full-on weirdo. We got a weirdo at this party. And keep in mind, you know, if you've got a weirdo at a hundred-person party, you can kind of sort of let him drift around and be weird. But you got a weirdo at a, a freaking 12-person gathering. You know, we're, we're all around the same coffee table. You know, it's a tight-knit group. And some people are thinking, fuck, we've let a weirdo into this, into this quality, not quantity gathering. And I felt that energy. But sometimes, dude, you got to take a risk because you throw something out there like that, you find out who's who and what's what pretty quick. Okay, so some people loved it. Some people were visibly uncomfortable. And to them, I do not apologize. Uh, but took a, took a big risk. Anyway, but, 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 I'm not going to bore you with the details. Uh, one of the girls was a flight attendant and we bonded over both losing, losing everything to COVID. So that was awesome. Because I feel like all my mates, uh, apart from my roommate Samos, I think I'm the only person who sort of got laid off during COVID. Everyone else has been business as usual, making a shitload of cash. But uh, but yeah, I lost both my jobs to COVID. And then uh, this chick was a, an air hostess for Qantas. And so we're just bloody, we're just getting bitter, just getting full on bitter. Um, and it was awesome. You know when you're just bonding over something and you're both bitter about the same thing and you're just feeding the... The toxicity, oh, dude, we were we were we were getting so toxic. I wouldn't have been surprised if a portal to hell just opened. Like that's how negative we were being, and I loved it. Uh, so that was fun. But anyway, we get home, and we, me and Mac are in the backyard, you know, having a great time, just chatting, just me and him, and the back neighbor is back. Now. For any anyone who's new to the pod, I don't know when I last spoke about the back neighbor, but sorry, got a burp here. The back neighbor. Make no mistake, if you're new to the pod, it's an old couple. I'd say in their seventies. Spiritually, they're about four, and make no mistake, they're two of the biggest cunts to ever walk the earth. Okay, make no mistake about that. They're horrible people, horrible people, and. They don't mind. They don't mind throwing some venom over the fence. And traditionally, we throw no none back. Okay, none back. But, unfortunately, I'd had about 25 schooners this time. Allegedly, okay, allegedly this all happened. Allegedly. I don't know how to use the word allegedly, so I just say it maybe 17 times to cover my bases. But, so we're out there having a chat. I think I'm graphically describing my last route to Macca. Um, as is any man's right in his own backyard, I believe. And this, the woman, I mean, you think the husband's the worst, but the woman is maybe worse than him. Uh, I'm not going to call them husband and wife because that would insinuate they ever had feelings for each other or in fact know what love is, which they clearly don't. So the woman comes out, she goes, shut the fuck up. It's every night. We're sick of it. What the fuck is wrong with you? Just fucking teeing off, dude. It's every night. It's every night. We're fucking sick of it. <laughs> and just teeing off. And it's just like, oh, here we go. And it's about 11.30 midnight on a Friday night. Two people chatting in the backyard. It's like, God forbid we throw a we throw an actual party. 12 people or more. Uh, I mean, seriously. So, anyway. Whatever. They've abused us into next week. Then the next day, what? I'm happy to let the abuse go. Then they told on us. They sent an email to the agent saying, 
Oh, we don't feel safe. You know, oh, these boys are a menace. I'm going to read it out here because these guys are such dogs. So, this is this is the neighbours, the 75-year-olds over the fence. O- official noise complaint sent in. Absolute dogs. Okay, absolute dogs. Last night, after midnight, we were again woken by the residents of ba 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 talking, shouting, and swearing in their backyard. I mean, allegedly. I didn't hear any swearing. The noise increased in volume until approximately 1.15am when my wife went outside and asked them to be quiet so we could sleep. Well, that's an interesting interpretation. She was laughed at, told to shut up and go and make love to your husband. Again, allegedly. I'm not saying that wasn't said. I'm not saying it was said. Uh, Allegedly. I mean, I don't think I was even there, to be honest. But this is unacceptable harassment. This follows another incident which we chose to let go on sometime in 1997 when they sat in the backyard drinking and swearing with the F word used 30 plus times in less than 10 minutes. The noise continued last night for some time. But, 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 uh, we hate these people. I haven't loved my wife since 1997 and I take it out on these boys for no reason. Yours, Tom and Jess. Well, so where to begin where to begin firstly that's all alleged as we've been through before um now i'm trying to channel i fucking hate these people so much the rage coursing through my veins right now firstly dude obviously extremely unhappy people i mean there's been times when uh there was literally just i was standing on the patio by myself just listening to some tunes, having a glass of wine after work, and the guys teed off on me. So make no mistake, these guys are absolute cunts. Uh, they're evil, and I believe that unless they are dealt with, um, China may invade us. I, it's my it's my tr- it's my honest belief they are communist operatives at this stage um, because I can't see any man who loves democracy behaving this way. But obviously, deeply unhappy people. To I asked them the question. And this is me uh, asking rhetorically, what is going to happen when we eventually move out? I'll tell you what's going to happen. It's going to be silent and you're going to be looking at the woman across the room, realizing you guys haven't loved each other since freaking Bob Hawke was prime minister. Okay. So what are you going to be talking about when you don't have us over the back fence to bloody complain about? Oh, the neighbors. Oh, the neighbors. What they're swearing. You know what, dude? You're going to have to actually ask your wife a question. You're going to have to actually get to know her. That's going to be fucking terrifying. Turns out she doesn't even like cricket. She's just been going along with it because she's fucking terrified of you, brother. Okay? We are keeping your marriage together. Make no mistake. We are the tape holding this freaking absolute sham of a union by the skin of its teeth together. Okay? Dude, this guy thinks love is something that hippies do once they've smoked dope in a forest. Okay? So make no mistake, dude, we are not your enemy. We are, in fact, your friend. We're your marriage counsellor. We're your guardian angels. Secondly, dude, um, why why are old people so fragile? Can anyone honestly answer me this? Old people have seen more life than anyone, and yet they are the most fragile. Swearing. When are we going to get past swearing? The F word. Fuck. Fuck, dude. What is that doing to anyone? I've never understood 
the uh, you know the sacred nature of swearing. I understand it around children. Okay, I don't need to bloody drop an f bomb around a six year old. Okay, I'll give him a high five and kick a soccer ball at his head. I don't need swear words. But why? Why? Why is it rude to swear around old people? It's like, aren't you actively racist? You know, don't you still use the n word? You know. Like, what? I don't understand. Like, old people live through two world wars, but they can't live through some guy saying the F word. Blows me away. I, I don't understand how you, It's like, oh, yeah, I'm 85. I freaking... I've lived through, like, eight decades. I've seen the craziest shit ever. i got more stories than you've had hot dinners. Oh, what is that? A swear word in my ear. Oh, oh, no. Miriam, get the window. It's like, dude, chill out, you know? It's like, you live through the 70s where people used to just bash up gays just for being gay. But it's like, oh, God forbid you use the F word. Like, where's the barometer for these old people, you know? An old person will see, like, some crazy hate crime on the news and be like, well, that's what you get. Stick to your neighborhood. And then, like, there'll be, like, a misprint in the local newspaper. There'll be, like, a spelling mistake in the local rag. And you just hear pensioners dropping dead, cardiac arrests all over the community. Pool with two L's. Oh, my heavens. You know? I don't understand. If you can't... <laughs> what happened to fucking... The fence is there for a reason. Mind your own fucking business, dude. You know? What is this? They're drinking and swearing. It's not illegal to drink and swear. It is not illegal to drink and swear. God forbid, dude. And, and it's like, oh, they're, they're being a bit loud. It's like, oh my god. We're just chatting, you know? God, it, God forbid you freaking, you graphically tell your mate about so, something that happened the week before. I mean, God, yeah. You know what I mean? God forbid you, you, you tell Macca about some house party you went to, you know? What's wrong with that? What is wrong with that? I'm, next time they're listening, I might just start graphically describing how I'm plotting to murder someone. See if, see if they call the cops then, you know? Like, what is happening? Where is the freaking, where's, where's the, I don't understand. I just don't understand. When can we just start, dude, let's, when can we just freaking start swearing? When is the prime minister going to come out next? You know, why didn't the prime minister, why can't he just come out when COVID hits and he just goes, honestly, dude, this is absolutely fucked. Why can't he say that? Perfect description. Instead, he has to say, we are in a compromised position. It's like compromise, mate. Grandma's dead. We are fucked, you know? <laughs> I don't know. At what age do people start to disintegrate is my question. Because when I'm 80, dude, I don't want to be freaking putting cotton balls in my ears because I accidentally walked past the living room and saw 10 minutes of Breaking Bad, you know? I don't want to have a heart attack because my grandson, uh, I walk past his bedroom and, he, and he, he's talking about smoking a joint. Oh, my heavens, the hippies are back, you know? I want to be hard as nails when I'm old. I want to have seen everything and be surprised by nothing. Like, come on. When are you going to... How old do you have to be? How long do you have to live before you're just not shocked by anything? You know? They're too proper, these old people. Too proper. Uh, I don't know. It's just... These old people over the back fence. I mean, I've, I think of... I've, I have sick nightmares of what I'd love to do. Them. I'd love to just go and, like... Nothing too weird. Just like spray their lawn with Roundup. Just kill their grass. You know? Maybe put some prawn heads over the back fence. I don't know. Maybe I don't know what to do. 
that's the thing, dude. We live in a society where, you know, you can just get riled up by pelicans and then, God forbid, you take revenge. Now you're the bad guy, you know? But I tell you what, man, imagine, live, imagine living in your own home and your sole purpose is to complain about the people next door. I mean, we're pretty much out most of the time anyway. We're never at home on the weekends. I'm out, I'm out there zigging and zagging, chopping and changing, you know? Seeing what's up, who's down, left, right, etc. Directions, northwest, southeast, okay? So, I don't know. They, they send an email in. Got my goat. I fucking hate these people with everything I have. Just with everything I have, dude. So, yeah, allegedly any of that happened. I don't know if that... Yeah. But I don't know. One day, God forbid I commit a real crime one day. My whole life has just been a series of people telling me to be quiet. Just relentlessly telling me to be quiet. And to be honest, dude, maybe you're not loud enough. What about that? You know, maybe you're not loud enough. But anyway, so they're absolute dogs, etc. I might have harped on for too long about that. Might cut that all out, actually. But not my decision to make Billy Darcy edits the pod. So we'll see what he has to say about it. Saturday night, Strikeout City coming in hot. It's a good one. I got to say, this is the best Strikeout City we've had in quite some time. Uh, Saturday night, I had my mate Dorso's birthday. Macca went home early to watch the Premier League. Shock. I mean, God, can 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 Macca honestly have a crack on a night out? Dead set. The way Macca's going, he could be the next enemy of the pod. Um, I mean, the bloke, the bloke wants nothing more than a fucking warm blanket and a cup of milk before midnight on a Saturday night. I mean, grow up, grow up and have a, have a crack, but it was a fun party. Um, told all my mates, um, the story of the mushrooms when we went to the museum and it was extra fun because three of them are cops. So it was just a real funny moment. I don't know. Not that they would arrest us or anything or like even care at all, but I just thought it was funny. Um, but anyway, Strikeout City, and this is a good one. So, I don't know if I've said this before, but there is nothing more attractive to me than a girl who just rips at whatever she does, whatever that may be. Just, just excellence. I am turned on by excellence, <laughs> whatever it is. Like if I see a comedian chick on stage just crushing, I find that so attractive. Or like. I don't know, insert example here. Just basically a chick who's good at her job. So, met this pub. Pretty hot chick collecting the glasses. But collecting the glasses is an understatement for what this girl was doing. She had about 10 wine glasses, like, on the back of her apron, hanging off the back, off the string of her apron. Then she had three towers of schooners, maybe, like, 20 in each one. She's carrying, like, 80 glasses or something. Elite stuff. Elite stuff. So, you know, I, I, I throw some of my, my famous banter her way. I said, wow, that's a lot of glasses. And, you know, insert other zingers here. Bit of banter back and forth. Uh, and anyway, so gets to the end of the night. I am I do that thing where you think you're not drunk, so then you try and catch up, and then you just hammered. You know, I had like maybe four or five pints, six pints, and I wasn't really feeling too drunk. So I went and had a couple of tequila shots, my shot of choice, um, and then I'm just hammered. Now I'm just nowhere. So anyway, it gets to about the end of the night. This place shuts at like midnight. It's like 
And uh, one of the bartenders I was chatting to the other night, this bloke, uh, I go, mate, where's that, uh, where's that cake bird? I want to give her my phone number. And he goes, mate, she's just, she clocked off at 11.30. She's long gone. I said, ah. And then uh, one of the other girls behind the bar was like, oh, you should just um, write her a note. And I was like, yes. I love the note. Love the note. Because it's, no fu- it's no fuss, no muss. Hand out the note. It's like a cold call. It's like a business card, you know? Keep in touch. So I write, they get me the receipt paper and a pen. I go, beautiful. Billy Darcy, my phone number. And then you got to write something funny. And I can't remember what I wrote. But I remember thinking it was a zinger at the time. It was something like, uh, I don't know, like impressive glass carry or something, something, I don't know. I think it was good. If it was good, I probably would have remembered it. Hey, um, but anyway, and then I, I said, kind regards, the bloke with the best jacket in the pub. Cause I was wearing my red jacket, which famously rips anyway. So I finished the note and I go to give it to the bloke and then he goes, Oh, hang on. Here she is. And she's come back for the bathroom. She's got changed for like a night out. So she was just in the, in the staff room or whatever. So now she's there. I've got the note. I was going to give to the bloke to give to her. So he's like, you can just give it to her. He's like, Ash, come over here. And I go, or oh, fuck, whatever her name was. Yeah. Her name was Ash. Um, and I go, oh, fuck. So now I've got to give her the note. And I'm like, ugh. So now I'm like, oh, here's my number. I was going to give this to you. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. And then I'm like, oh, she's like, oh, you wrote something on there. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll just read it out to you now. And I go, so I go, Billy Darcy, that's that's me, as you know, Billy. I go, that's my phone number. I go, so far, so good. She's like, yep, yep. <laughs> and I read her the note. She's like, oh, that's cute. And then I said, I read the bit about the best jacket. She's like, yeah, it's a nice jacket. And she's like, <laughs> so awkward. It was so awkward. I was like, well, there you go. <laughs> I was not expecting to have to read her the note. And then she's like, are you going out tonight? I was like, yeah, I am. She goes, well, I'll see you out there. But like, didn't even tell me where she's going. <laughs> and I was like, well, keep keep the note safe. She like put it in her purse, but I imagine it was straight in the bin. But yeah, I mean, the note, the thing with the note is, I think it's only cute if you don't read it to them in person. Because then you're just some sort of a creep who like penned a letter for some reason. It's just, uh, the wheels came off on that one, big time. The wheels, and once the wheels are off, very hard to get them back on, as I've found previously. Um, But yeah, so I gave her the note anyway. I got to say, I'm yet to hear from her. Um, I'd like to think maybe I misspelled my number. But I've had that phone number for upwards of 15 years. And I know in my heart, I wrote it down perfectly. So <laughs> that's this week's Strikeout City. Um, yeah, the note seemed like a great idea. Spanner in the works, i.e. the actual girl coming back. And do you know what? That's the game we play. If you go to Luna Park, you might get thrown off the roller coaster. You know what I mean? And you can try and sue them. You can try and sue Luna Park because you lost your fucking left leg on the loop-de-loop. But you know what, dude? That's the game at Luna Park. That's the game. You walk through that big smile, you might lose a leg, you might leave with a girlfriend. Either way, dude, that's the game, okay? That is the game. So, no fuss, no muss. Uh, The world keeps on kicking. Um, But yeah, I tell you what. Oh, man. Okay, so, this week's trend end. Uh, Trend end, I gotta say... 
Uh, people seem to be enjoying it. So send in your, your trends to end, etc. cetera. Uh, so the trend end for this week is, you know, people who make it their thing to like hate everything that's mainstream. People that just like, if everyone likes it, they just refuse to like it on principle. You know, people, people are like, oh, I hate sports. Uh, I hate, you know, I hate like these artists. They're like the biggest artists in the world. Oh, like this sort of stuff. It's like, it's like, oh, you like, uh, you know, oh, you like going, going on holidays and drinking and stuff. Yeah. I prefer to sort of camp by myself, get away from it all. It's like, just because you like something that not a lot of other people like, it doesn't make your taste any better. You know, get off your high horse, get off your high horse. Okay. Just because you like something that only like, like, you know, it's got a cult following. It's like underground or whatever. Maybe you just have bad taste. Maybe it's underground because no one else likes it because it's not very good, you know? Don't don't freaking... Just because you got bullied in year nine, don't take it out on Taylor Swift, you know? Oh, Taylor Swift is garbage. Just because the fucking chick you wanted to root love Taylor Swift and she didn't even know your name, don't take it out on Taylor. And I bring this up because Taylor Swift released a new album this week and I was listening to it. In fact, listening to it is a is an understatement for what I was doing. I was absolutely cranking this thing, dude. Okay? I was having a Taylor Swift experience. And it's her iconic album, Fearless. Uh, and it's all the songs have come out and they're Taylor's version. Okay? They're, they're the version she wanted on the album. i got to say I'm a fan of Taylor Swift, uh, but I, I honestly can't tell the difference between the songs. Um, I don't know. Taylor's version sounds like the original, but I tell you what, I like that one too, Taylor. So, you know, it's all good with me. But, so I was listening, I've been listening to some Taylor Swift and just the backlash, dude. Because you know me, I'm on the ox. Okay, I love being on the ox. Live on the ox. And you, God forbid you slip a bit of uh, Taylor Swift in. Just the backlash. You know, I'm living with Macca. I'm pretty sure Macca thinks if you enjoy a female artist, you, it makes you gay. I mean, Macca, he's in bed by 11. He thinks he's gay all the time. Macca's losing the plot, guys. I've got to be honest. Macca is losing the plot. Um... But the backlash on this Taylor Swift stuff, I mean, it's like you, you don't have to hate the biggest artists on the planet to justify your taste, you know? Just because you like freaking underground drill or whatever, you don't have to also hate Taylor Swift. You know, you put on a bit of Taylor, blokes are like, my ears, my ears. It's like, dude, make no mistake, if you can listen to Taylor Swift's entire discography, if that's how you say that word, and not a single song tickles you not a single song touches you you are a serial killer okay if not a single taylor swift song makes you feel anything i'm calling the police and i'm giving them your location okay because you're a sociopath all right if you don't like a single taylor swift song i'm taking a crowbar and i'm propping open your chest and seeing what's powering that thing in there because it's not a heart okay it's not a heart if you don't like any taylor swift songs you must be some sort of a communist cyborg sent from the future. Um, I'm not sure why you've been sent, but you've been sent, okay? I don't know what your mission is, but you've given yourself away. It's like people, like, you don't have to hate the mainstream thing. You can just say, oh, I like this. You know, you know people who, like, just make it their thing, you know? Oh, State of origin, so lame. Oh, God, it, like, Drake and Ed Sheeran, the two worst artists on the planet. I just think when people start to play stadiums, you can at least just say, not for me. 
You know, how successful does someone have to get before people stop trashing it? You know? Like, Ed Sheeran played the ANZ Stadium, like, three times. He played... He, Ed Sheeran played the ANZ Stadium like he, he was Billy Darcy doing the Sydney Comedy Festival. He was like, hey, guys, come and see me May 12, 13, 14. May 14's uh, uh, sold out, but 12 and 13 are filling up quick. That's 55,000 people a night. And still, there's blokes who are like, Ed Sheeran is the worst artist on the planet. Is he the worst artist on the planet, or do you miss your ex-girlfriend, dude? You know, people just spewing this, you know, like, you can just say stuff's not for you. End this trend, dude. Some stuff, I just let it go. Did I live in the world of comedy? Do you know how many comedians are just not for me? And they are literally a million times more successful than me. A million times more successful. It's just not for me, okay? Not everything's for you. You know what I mean? And these people who are just like, Taylor Swift is awful. It's like, I just can't. I can't wrap my head around it. I can't wrap my head around someone on this planet not enjoying at least one Taylor Swift song. Have you never felt anything? If you've ever felt any emotion ever, there is a Taylor Swift song for you. Okay? And unless you're some sort of a freaking super genetic uh, 10 out of 10 bloke who's literally never been rejected by a woman or, you know, vice versa for whatever gender you, you subscribe to. Unless you're literally maybe Brad Pitt... But even then, dude, Brad Pitt got screwed over by Ange. Even Brad Pitt would be cranking a bit of Taylor Swift, dude. Okay? So, let's just fucking take our heads. Let's pull them out of our asses for two seconds. And let's just, you know, if someone's playing a stadium, maybe just say it's not for me. Because it clearly doesn't suck. You know, I've heard Taylor Swift sucks about four times this week. I cannot wrap my head around it. Really, Taylor Swift sucks, does she? She's won about a million Grammys. She's a billionaire. And she's apparently awful. This is coming from assistant accountants. This is coming... I know a guy who's unemployed who said Taylor Swift is awful. Jesus Christ, dude. If Taylor Swift is awful, what the fuck are you? You know what I mean? Like, Jesus, dude. If you can listen to a Taylor Swift song and feel nothing, uh, I mean enroll in the navy seals because you're a cold-blooded killer okay in fact don't even enroll in an official military program just fly to the middle east direct and start taking names dude because you don't feel pain you are the ultimate warrior okay um i mean if you could the, the only person i think you could honestly listen to every song of taylor swift's entire discography and not feel anything is ivan drago from rocky four okay uh, he's, he's, he's filled to the brim with commie steroids and his heart is just ticking so quick and he's thinking so much about beating Rocky and democracy that he doesn't have time to feel anything for anyone, even that sorty Russian wife of his, who's very attractive. But yeah, Ivan Drago and serial killers are the only people who have any business saying that Taylor Swift sucks. Okay? So trend end, dude. Stop spewing your toxicity over these fucking absolute... You know, these just like these icons. You know, I don't listen to any Beyonce, but I don't say Beyonce sucks. I get it. You know, Beyonce, I don't listen to any Beyonce at all, but I get it. You know what I mean? I get it. It's not for me, but I get it. And that's all I'm asking for. But anyway, 
wrap this bad boy up. Uh, did I'll tell you this. So Prince Philip is dead. And uh, I mean, what a shock. What a shock. That Prince Philip got announced as dead at that party I was at. And I cracked a few jokes at the table. But uh, my friend Lewis Spears, he got told Prince Philip was dead during his set while he was doing jokes about Prince Philip. Check out that video. It's fucking hilarious, dude. He, he finds out Prince Philip is dead and then just keeps ragging on him. It's fucking the funniest thing I've ever seen. And uh, he copped heaps of backlash for that. And everyone's saying, oh, he wasn't that racist. You know, it could be argued that any amount of racism is, uh, is not a good amount. And, uh, you know, that might be, <laughs> that might be an old school opinion, but I think racism across the board is probably, probably a negative where I come from anyway. You know, I can't speak for these, uh, these Royals, but, uh, I love that people are like, oh, you know, he was racist, but you know, this sort of stuff. It's like, of course he was racist. The guy literally lived to a hundred, you know, it's like that Bill Burr, Bill Burr joke where he's like, it's like with old people, what did you think they thought, you know? You thought some hundred-year-old man had some progressive views? Of course not. The guy lived until 1973 and then got locked in a castle. He was basically in a fucking time capsule for the last 50 years of his life. They let him out once a year to fucking wave at people on Christmas. You know, he pops his head out. It's 2001. He sees two guys kissing. He's like, what the fuck is going on? You know? Black people skipping. This guy hasn't left the house... Last time he left the house, it was still segregation, I'm pretty sure. Don't fact check that. <laughs> but I mean, of course he was racist. And of course he was mean. I mean, he's a royal. He's, he's a rich, he's a king. He's a rich, king. is he a king? I'll be honest, dude. I only found out he was the queen's husband when he died. I thought he was her brother the whole time. So, look, I'm not going to shit on the bloke. Because uh, I don't really know anything about him, but I'm just, but I'm not. I don't care that he's dead either. And all these people saying, "How could, how could people be so mean on Twitter when a, a man has died?" The media, the media are saying, "How could everyone be so mean on Twitter? A man has died." Well, I don't know the media. Why did you shove some openly racist monarch who hates commoners down our throat for the last forty years? Why was he on the front page every fucking day when he's gone on record that he hates minorities? And and if you're white and you think, oh. Well, that's not me. The only people he hated more than minorities was poor people, okay, or commoners. And and by poor people, I'm, I don't count. I don't think of myself as poor one bit, okay. I got three jackets, all right. So I, I don't. I'm not painting a fucking sob story over here. There's no Huckleberry Finn orphan story, dude. I went to a private school, and when I go back, I'm welcomed, okay. I'm welcomed. Uh, but unless you live in a castle, Prince Philip thinks you're fucking poor. And a piece of shit, most likely. So, you know, the media wants to stuff these people down our throats relentlessly. Um, what do you expect? What the fuck do you expect, dude? So, I don't care that he died. Whatever. I don't know. I, don't, I, I just am so anti-royal. I mean, think about the hoopla. This guy was openly racist. And the hoopla around his death has been just outrageous. People in England have been crying in the streets crying what is going to happen when the queen dies because people actually like her you know god forbid um if, if one of the princes died william and harry love those guys but i don't love them because they're princes i love them because they're fucking vessels and they're chopping two of the hottest birds on the planet i mean that makes them royal 
In my mind, Prince Harry wasn't a royal until he started fucking Meghan Markle. Then I gave him the crown. Okay? Then I bent the knee to this great man. You know? Dude, so good. What a legend. What a fucking legend. I just love that if Meghan Markle was the queen, first thing I'd do is go back and watch that outrageous sex scene from Suits. And just think, this is the queen, dude. I'm watching the queen get boned on a fucking Showtime television program. I mean, what a, what a time to be alive that would be. But yeah, so Prince Philip's dead. Um, yeah, I don't know why I felt the need to comment. But yeah, I mean, I got sent uh, this link of all the funny stuff he said. He, he said to these Aboriginal people, do you guys still throw spears at each other? Um, he, he said to these British, there were these British exchange students in China he was visiting, some sort of a program. And he said, if you boys hang around here, your eyes are going to go slanted. <laughs> he said that in China. So, I don't know. The guy was a bad news bear who lived to a million. Um, and usually I think this sort of energy kills people by like 75, you know, because a lady at my work said um, the number one cause of cancer is people who get too stressed and hold it in. Are people who are just negative, just toxic, just keep it in their body. It's bad for your cells. Um, I mean, and being actively racist, you, you can't really keep it together for more than 75 years, I'd imagine. But I mean, the Royals have access to medicine that we can even, we can only dream of. I mean, that guy would have been pumped to the gills with HGH and fucking stem cells and would have had a heart transplant. And I mean, he was hanging on for dear life, but I don't know why. I don't know why. Uh, do you reckon if you said to the the royal people if you're a royal and you said all right i've had enough time to die they'd be like nah sorry dude we've got we're propping you up in a chair for the next 10 years wheeling you out to imagine you're like a frail 95 year old man who is the only thing you know for sure is that you hate minorities and you're just getting wheeled all over the world meeting people from everywhere just terrified barely holding on to life just as you're about to have a panic attack, they pump more stem cells into you, prop you up a bit. Oh, I love... Are you guys throwing spears at each other? What's going on over here? All right, Phil, that's enough for today. Time for more steroids, you know? The poor guy, he's probably wanted to die by the end of it. Anyway, whatever. Good on you, Phil. Maybe if they called him Prince Phil, people would have liked him a little bit more, you know? Prince Philip. If they just said, he's... Prince Phil, how you going, mate? Oh, that already sounds better. Elizabeth, Miss Swan. Dude, I tell you what, I'm in the mood for Pirates of the Caribbean. Every time that a royal dies, I just think, I want to watch Pirates of the Caribbean 1. And why not, dude? Orlando Bloom is sensational. Um, okay, so. Oh, here's one for you. I think Kira Knightley was like 17 in Pirates of the Caribbean. Does that not blow anyone else's mind? Dude, her and Natalie Portman are just outrageous. Outrageous. But anyway, that's the end of the Potteroo for this week. Loved it. Loved it. Um, these old people, I tell you what. You know, touch wood. Everyone say a Hail Mary that uh, we were allowed safe passage through the winter at the lad pad because the heat is on. Um, but yeah, May 12 and 14. Come along on May 12 if you live in Sydney. Uh, people have been messaging me saying when am I coming to Melbourne etc 
um, I'd say probably July, I'm going to do like a tour of some description. Um, but as always, I'll be pretty aggressively telling you about it. So don't stress. It's a long year and uh, I'll, we'll make the rounds at some point. Other than that, um, tag a friend in a, in a stand-up comedy video on Facebook. Always helpful. And tell a friend about the pod or the shows or whatever. And uh, have a good weekend, dude. feel like I'm forgetting something, but I don't know. I think I forgot to get some skills outside of podcasting. I think that's what I forgot. I think I forgot to get a, a degree that's actually worthwhile. You know? <laughs> forgot to fucking save some money. Um, anyway, thanks, dude, for listening. Way too long, way too long. Yeah, and I can see the ground now. I'm way too gone, way too gone. Cause these people got me fucked up. Yeah, they got me way too wrong, way too wrong. Now my mind's telling me, don't you wait too long, wait too long.